It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The NFL is going to have a busy week this week in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine, but business at home will also continue. What are some things the Dolphins need to be mindful of as looking to extend some of their own players set to hit free agency? You are Locked On Dolphins, your daily Miami Dolphins podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Miami, welcome to another episode of Locked On Dolphins. It is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. I am your host, Kyle Krabs, a lifelong Miami Dolphins fan, host of Locked On Dolphins, co-host of Locked On NFL Scouting. You can find our shows on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcast. Tip of the cap to our everydayers because it is your team every day here on the Locked On Network. We don't just say it, we live it. Today's episode of Locked On Dolphins is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150. If your bet wins, visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Welcome to Locked on Dolphins. I am not at home. If you're watching on YouTube, uh, I am in my hotel room in Indianapolis for the NFL Combine. Mike McDaniel is going to speak today at 1 o'clock. I'll be at the podium session. I'll have a chance to hopefully ask him a question or two as a part of that uh, and kind of get the update from Miami side of the fence. But the one thing that's going to happen this week quite a bit is you're going to see teams uh, making their personnel moves necessary to become salary cap compliant. The Dolphins obviously started this already with the designation of a post-June first cut for Xavier Howard, which will be formalized uh, when that cut is announced by the team and Emmanuel Agba being cut and saving about $14 million in cap space. The Dolphins are well on their way. They're going to get there and be just fine. Um, But they have their own players that are expiring contracts that I I think it's going to be very uh, strategic. It's going to have to be very strategic for Miami because there are certain positions across the board that I look at, and you see the players that are available, not just for the Dolphins, but for the entirety of the league. And you understand there's an opportunity to get similar play for a much more cost-effective dollar amount, i.e. Emmanuel Agba is the extreme example of that. But then also there's other positions where you don't have a surplus or a, uh, a number of options that paint a rosy picture for what your alternative pathways could look like. And you don't want to paint yourself into a corner. The number one thing that I think teams have to avoid in order to ensure they are consistently drafting well is not painting themselves into a court and say, oh, well, we need to pick this position early in the draft. Because once you start drafting for a need, that becomes a very slippery slope. And uh, one of the more notorious examples of that in recent memory is the Tennessee Titans. John Robinson, always the former general manager, always drafted for need. And that's how you get Isaiah Wilson in the first round. <laughs> it's uh, the tackle run happens and you say, well, we need a tackle. So we just gonna have to draft a tackle. 
that's what you want to avoid. So as I'm Miami, and as I'm looking at my own free agents, I'm asking myself, okay, where do I have flexibility to make an offer if I want to bring the player back? But then no, if I don't bring the player back on my price, I'm going to have other opportunities elsewhere across the space to uh, kind of avoid being painted into a corner. So let's recap right now Miami's uh, free agents of note. Uh, Connor Williams, Robert Hunt on the offensive line, Christian Wilkins, Andrew Van Ginkle on the defensive line. And, and beyond this point, you have meaningful contributors, guys that played meaningful snaps for you. Uh, Deshaun Elliott is, is the highest snap taker on the team that's a set to be an expiring free agent, uh, signed on a $1.7 million deal, one-year contract. Kendall Lamb is a swing tackle, played over half the snaps for you. Uh, wide receivers, Braxton Berrios, Cedric Wilson, Chase Claypool, River Craycraft are all expiring contracts. Robbie Chosen's also in that bucket as well. Um, your edge group includes all of the uh, veterans beyond Van Giggle and Agba, who's already been cut and, and will not be back. But for Servan and Melvin Ingram and Justin Houston, you have injuries to the top two guys. There's going to be some needs there. For the Dolphins, uh, they they have a budget that other teams don't. So finding the pools of talent that exist is really critical for the team. And, and we'll start, we'll, we'll do our first offensive player, right? And, and that's Connor Williams. When I look at the free agent market, and a lot of people want to draft Jackson Powers Johnson, uh, the center from Oregon, or potentially Cedric Van Pran from Georgia, or Zach Frazier from West Virginia. And like, that's great. Graham Barton from Duke. It's, it's good to have that aspiration. Is the question you have to ask yourself is, is Liam Eikenberg an acceptable only other alternative? Yes or no. Before the draft comes. Yes or no. If the answer for you is yes, then okay. Like if you're not going to have Connor back at his price point, then say la vie, right? We'll see you later. And we'll let the board fall how, how it will for the Dolphins in April. But if Liam Eikenberg being the only other center option, and I know how everybody feels about Liam Eikenberg. Hello? So, so if the answer is no, that's not an acceptable only other alternative, then looking across and asking, okay, is there depth available for center-eligible players in free agency in this year's class that would give you a more cost-effective veteran option than Connor Williams? That's a top-of-market type contract. And what percentage of, of player are you going to get there? And the answer at center is yes. Uh, some of the centers that I have graded that are adequate starters to... Uh, Lloyd Cushenberry is a quality starter. Let's start there for the Denver Broncos. I think he's probably the second center on the market behind Connor. Um, but adequate level starters that exist include Andre James for the Las Vegas Raiders, uh, Coleman Shelton with the Los Angeles Rams, Tyler Biatis with the Dallas Cowboys. I think all three of those are adequate level starters. And then you have quality depth players like at this stage in his career, Brian Allen and Mason Cole. Um, I don't think Brian Allen or Mason Cole solves your position altogether. I think Andre James could. I think Coleman Shelton potentially could. So you have options for 
we want to close the door on a starting center or we want to provide another versatile option and then see what happens in April. And maybe they can do both if they're drafting a offensive lineman like Graham Barton or uh, Jackson Powers Johnson, who could also play guard. But the point is we have multiple starters that should be available. You have multiple death players who should be available. So if Connor Williams doesn't want to sign a contract that's within whatever Miami's budget for him would be, then you sit here and you rest easy knowing that you have other positions and directions that you can go. And that's the theory we're applying to all of the players that we're going to talk about here today on the show is finding how deep is the pool behind them to find the alternative within your budget. We're going to talk uh, Robert Hunt next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins, so make sure that you stick with us. Today's episode of Locked on Dolphins is sponsored by BetterHelp. A lot of us spend our lives wishing we had more time. The question is time for what? If time is unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing into your schedules to know what's important to you and how you can make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you can do more of it. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with licensed therapists and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Learn to take the time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash on today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash on. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Robert Hunt is the big fish. One of the big fish. I think Miami technically has two with him and Christian. Now they can slam the door shut on one of these. Not that the franchise tag makes sense for Robert Hunt because for whatever reason, the NFLPA said we're going to pull all offensive linemen together for franchise tag. So, so there's one offensive line total. There's guards and centers get the same franchise tag total as tackles, which makes it very unattractive to tag a guard. Uh, and Miami won't. Let's be clear there. Um, but Robert Hunt potentially looking to maximize his value this is one of the positions where I feel even more strongly than I do at center. Uh, there's options at guard. And do I think the Dolphins are going to pay multiple guards? No, I don't. But there are a lot of options with offensive guard, some of which I think are very high-quality options and could be quality starters. Is Damian Lewis uh, from the Seattle Seahawks at... I don't know, 70% 70 of the cost, even 80% of the cost. Is it a better option for Miami than retaining Robert Hunt? Maybe. I'd entertain the conversation. 
I have an emotional attachment to Robert Hump because he was a part of that 2020 draft class and he's been here and he's been awesome. But if I remove the emotional attachment to Robert Hunt and I say just objectively, is Robert Hunt $6 million a year more better than Damian Lewis? I don't think my answer is yes. And for Miami, $6 million is a lot of money when you're operating on a budget. If you want a more short-term answer, I think Kevin Zeitler from the Baltimore Ravens is a very attractive option on a short-term stint. Uh, John Simpson, another young player from Baltimore. Um, I think Zeitler and Simpson, Zeitler at this stage of his career, and Simpson uh, I think are both adequate starters. I think Damian Lewis in this scheme could be a quality starter. I think Robert Hunt is a quality starter, and I think he does have a cornerstone ceiling to tap into, but he has not put that all together just yet. But further down, guys that I think also qualify as Adequate starters include Jonah Jackson from the Lions. There's been some injury issues there. Graham Glasgow with the Lions. Um, Kevin Dotson. John Runyon Jr. is kind of a fringe, adequate uh, adequate starter, quality depth type player. And once you get down a little further past that, I still have to do a couple new additions. Uh, Lakin Tomlinson, it was announced yesterday, was has been cut from the, or is going to be cut from the New York Jets. He obviously signed a $13 plus million per year season contract with the Jets uh, two years ago when he signed there and has not lived up to that in any capacity. But coming back to the system that he was so successful in in San Francisco with Mike McDaniel at a reduced cost, you know, $5 million a year, something in that stratosphere, I don't think he's going to have a very robust market. That is another position like center where I have my offer for Robert Hunt and, and I cannot let the emotions of Robert Hunt being here for the past four years as a Miami Dolphin and drafting and developing Robert Hunt allow the perspective to get skewed in my mind. And I want Robert Hunt back. I desperately want Robert Hunt back. But it would be irresponsible for Miami to have an emotional knee-jerk reaction to overpay bidding against themselves with Robert Hunt when there is that deep of a pool and into your offensive line behind, because you could, I potentially sign two of these guards, two of these guys to start at left and right guard for the cost of potentially what Robert Hunt will get if he gets on the open market and they'd be adequate starters for you. So it's this crux of uh, don't, you don't want to pay for depth. But you also want like a floor of starters across the board everywhere you look on the roster. That uh, is kind of at the root of the decision-making process, I'm sure. Wide receiver, uh, where you have, we went through Berrios and Craycraft and Chosen and Claypool. Um, this is a sufficient wide receiver crop. I, I think there's a lot of depth players at this stage. If there was one player I think could tap into um, a higher ceiling, it would probably be Darnell Mooney. I'm sure he will have uh, an appetite to go somewhere after getting passed by DJ Moore on the depth chart this year, after formerly being a thousand yard receiver to go somewhere where he would not be the third option. So I think that's probably the blockade that you have for Miami. But the good news is 
the expiring contracts are not guys that are 10 plus million dollar year players. Your most expensive guy on this list is Braxton Berrios at three and a half. So finding economic alternatives should be relatively easy, especially in the stratosphere of where these players rank versus their contemporaries, where Hollywood Brown is the Robbie Chosen type player that would then in turn allow you to free up Waddle and Hill to not always do the field stretching stuff. Right, That was in theory what Robbie Chosen was going to bring to the table. He didn't play a lot. Curtis Samuel is another shifty, could win against man coverage in the middle of the field type of player. Uh, Mooney, we already mentioned. I will say this, if you're looking for a upper middle class wide receiver, this is not the free agent crop to do it. So if you're going to want to go that direction to really take the, the resources that you had rolled up in wide receivers three through six on the death chart previously, you aren't going to find that player in free agency in my mind. As far as the rest of the expiring contracts uh, for Miami on the offensive side of the ball, Tyler Croft, like we're not really losing sleepover. Uh, Kendall Lamb's really the only other significant name of note. And I'm not including Isaiah Wynn here because I've kind of written off Isaiah Wynn where you know you, you got six games out of Isaiah Wynn and then the same thing that's happened to him for most every other year in his career happened again. Um, but Kendall Lamb, you're looking for swing tackles. I have good news and I have bad news. I think you're in the right stratosphere because the Dolphins aren't looking for a starter and that's good. Um, of all the expiring contracts and all of the offensive tackles that I've watched, and I've watched Tyron Smith, George Fant, Donovan Smith, Jonah Williams, Kendall Lamb, Makai Becton with the Jets, Trent Brown, Cameron Fleming, Jake Curhan, uh, Chakuma Korfor. I still need to finish watching Yash Nijman from the Green Bay Packers. But like th those are the tackles that I've watched. And guys that I think are, are adequate starters or higher at this stage in their personal careers is Tyron Smith, who will be back in Dallas, it sounds like. George Fan. Kendall Lynn was an adequate starter for the Dolphins last year, but he was the third tackle. All these other guys, Donovan Smith at this stage of his career, I think he's a depth player. Jonah Williams, I think his ceiling's an adequate starter, but he's coming off a first-round contract and probably going to want some nice money. Mekhi Becton um, might be a, a short-term option. Trent Brown, I, I think, is on his last legs. Do you trust Keon Smith enough to just give him that role and then see what you find at tackle? If you can't, get Kendall Lamb back under contract. The easy thing to do is say, Kendall Lamb, we're going to double your salary. Come back and play. If that's not enough, just understand like George Fant and Donovan Smith, like those kinds of guys, they're playing for 4 million. You had Kendall Lamb for one, one and a half. You had a really good economic value. So it's, it's the inverse. There's a shortage of that position and you had the really high economic value contract relative to performance which kind of puts you in a defensive position. If I'm Miami, I want to get that one done really quick. I don't want to let him go test the market and see what other teams thought of his take. I want to do this same exercise looking at free agency over on the defensive side of the ball up next here on this episode of Locked on Dolphins. So stick with us.
Get buckets over at FanDuel with your first bet on America's number one sports book because right now new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 bet. That's $150 if your bet wins. Bet on all your favorite NBA players and teams with quick bets, live same game parlays, exclusive props, and more. Just visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and shoot your shot. FanDuel, official sportsbook partner of the NBA. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Defensively, uh, we've acknowledged Christian Wilkins. I would say this about the free agent crop at defensive tackle. Um, There are options and they are pretty evenly spread out. Now I don't think all of the options that would make sense for Miami are going to be put on the market. I look first and foremost at Leonard Williams with the Seattle Seahawks. They traded like significant draft capital to get him at the trade deadline. I would assume that means he's probably going to be back. Now they did make a scheme change. Uh, They they did bring in Mike McDonald as the head coach. Does that impact that? I don't know. Uh, but it's certainly something to to kind of just keep an eye on. Uh, Wilkins is one of probably three 20-plus million-dollar-year players on the market. Chris Jones with the Chiefs. Uh, his franchise tag total will be $32 million. They're not going to tag him at that cost, so he'll probably hit the open market, and whether he comes back to Kansas City or not, we'll find out. Justin Matabuik with the Ravens, double-digit sack guy inside, young player, uh, probably going to get a really nice contract. And Christian Wilkins. But there's enough need for interior disruptors, and it's kind of one of the new age uh, premium positions that I would expect the fact that there are several of those players to not hurt one another's values. Case in point, look at all the defensive tackles from last year and the contracts that they got that were all between 24 and 20, 21 million dollars. The Bills actually did a really nice job getting Ed Oliver locked in for 17. A very team friendly market. Uh, so that ship is sailed for Christian Wilkins. But if you're looking to make the decision on Christian Wilkins, you you look a little further down in, and we've talked about the nose tackle type players on the show with DJ Reader and Jonathan Hankins and Grover Stewart. Um, that doesn't help you because that's a Raquan Davis decision. Uh, you have Daquan Jones with the Bills as an older player. You have Lawrence Guy, who the Patriots cut as a part of their youth movement. Um those are the guys, really, for me, that aren't nose tackles. So they're, 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 there's overlap with where Christian Wilkins plays. That I think you could get adequate level starter reps from or better. So is Lawrence Guy and a rookie and a sufficient replacement pathway for Christian Wilkins? I don't know. That's their decision. That's what they're going to have to decide. Um, but the nose tackle position is an entirely different conversation. And I think Raquan Davis 
uh, is a player relative to his performance that it will be fairly easy to find replacement level play. And that comes back to volume of snaps. And that comes back to what you do with those snaps. So if I want to bring Raekwon Davis back, I'll make him whatever my budgeted offer is for a rotational nose tackle. And that's a take it or leave it conversation. Whereas Christian Wilkins, probably out of all the guys we've talked about, Connor Williams, the wide receivers, Robert Hunt, Christian Wilkins has the most leverage because Christian Wilkins plays a high volume of snaps at an elite level. And the contingencies behind him with what the market is showing doesn't give you the warm and fuzzies for guys that can take those snaps. And letting him walk does paint you into a bit of a corner. On the edge with uh, Andrew Van Ginkle and Emmanuel Agba, I would say this, uh, but it's fair to Emmanuel Agba with... Uh, the injuries from the past few years in the scheme change or not. That was one of the most low value contracts in the league, in my mind. For the price uh, relative to the play, especially as the injuries piled up. And I understand he had some nice sack totals, five and a half sacks or whatever it was. But um, that's a contract I think there's a great relief to be out of. And it, it will be very easy to find better play for this scheme for a fraction of the cost. And that's why it was a no-brainer move to move on from Emmanuel Agba. Now, Andrew Van Ginkle, we've talked about the pass rush specialists of Josh Uche and Bryce Huff relative to Andrew Van Ginkle. But I also think there's um, some depth to this class for more versatility. I don't think Miami's going to be in the market for any of the top guys. They shouldn't be, really. They have two top guys. Uh, and then if if best player available in the draft happens to be a, a, an edge and you've addressed your needs appropriately, then go that route. I like Taekwon Lewis a lot uh, from Indianapolis as a potential Agba replacement. I think you could probably get him for one-third of the cost of Emmanuel Agba and you'd be getting a better player. Jadavion Clowney. Uh, and Andrew Van Ginkle are, are maybe in the same conversation. Clowney's got a little bit more versatility kick inside. He's probably a better run defender than Andrew Van Ginkle. Well, he is a better run defender than Andrew Van Ginkle. Uh, Van Ginkle's probably a better pure pass rusher, though. So Uche, Huff, Van Ginkle, Clowney, uh, I think there's an, a lot there where you maybe have a price and don't feel super obligated even though I, that, that's a, another player like Robert Hunt that I would really love to have back. Whereas uh, Agba, the decision's already been made, but I, I look at a guy like Tyquan Lewis with Colts, and that's a name that makes a lot of sense to me. Deshaun Elliott, the last name that I want to bring up here. This is the most loaded, and I like Deshaun Elliott, and I want Deshaun Elliott back, but whatever they're going to budget for safety. Offer it, and if he doesn't take it, don't lose any sleep. The amount of safeties that are in the same stratosphere as adequate level starters. I got 12 safeties. <laughs> 12. Um, and that includes Deshaun Elliott. But it also includes, and some of these guys are, are a little bit better fit versus others for what Miami's doing. Geno Stone is in this conversation. 
Darnell Savage with the Packers is in this conversation. Jordan Whitehead with the Jets is in this conversation. Julian Blackman with the Colts. Uh, Jordan Fuller and John Johnson with the Rams. Eddie Jackson, who was cut by the Bears. Deshaun Gibson for the 49ers. J. Ron Curse with the Dallas Cowboys. Chauncey Garner Johnson with the Detroit Lions. And then Deshaun Elliott. Like some different strengths as players. But all players, relatively speaking. I didn't even mention Jeremy Chin. Um, who I think is maybe would be maybe more of a Brandon Jones type role replacement. But I got if I got a dozen, literally a dozen safeties that I think are all separated by this much of a margin, make a fair offer to Deshaun Elliott. Let him make the decision. And if he doesn't want to do it, you've got a very robust market at safety. And that's going to help you make a cost-effective decision as you try to maximize and find equal or comparable performance or better performance in a more cost-effective way because that's how the Dolphins have to approach this offseason. I hope you guys enjoyed this uh, this look at what the negotiation strategy would be. This is obviously a big part of the offseason blueprint where I'm going to have a whole simulated offseason, all the decisions that I would make, try to... to value the players appropriately and and make decisions in free agency. And these are the kinds of thoughts and ideas that I am working through in deciding who to prioritize and what to offer and what to budget before moving to the next phase. This that All of that content is going to be next week, but there's some final table setting that happens here and now uh, before Mike McDaniel speaks today at 1 o'clock, and we get into more of the NFL Combine stuff. So hope you guys enjoyed this peak. Kyle Krabs, keep it locked in right here on Locked on Dolphins. It is your team every day. I appreciate you guys checking out the show. Make it a good one. And I will talk to you all again later today after Mike McDaniel speaks. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.